Hey everybody! Hi, <clears throat> hi. We are back after a uh, day late. Um, Sorry, it's all right. It's tis the season. Tis the season. Six little sick children running around. Mm -hmm. Well, not running, just laying there, realizing that wow, I can get out of school and just sit here and watch cartoons all day. I'm like, I'm so proud. Yeah, I can't believe a week from today is Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. It's pretty fucked. What, um, here's the thing. What day are we, we going to record next week? Because I have to be, unless you want to go early on Wednesday, because uh, I have to be up. I, yeah, I don't want to go early. Wednesday's like a, I mean, I'm going to be out at the bar drinking with all the cool kids. I haven't done that in 20 years. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Um, no, because I'm going to be probably... Uh, we could go either Monday or Tuesday next week if you got time. I'll try to make Tuesday work. Yeah. If not, we can. I know you got to get up early when uh, Thursday and freeze your ass off. Yeah. Football, football, football. It, uh, it's going to be like a high of 34. High of 41. Oh, look at you. It went up a little bit. Uh, you guys will be done, though, by the time it gets there. Hopefully. <laughs> um. I'll be uh, microwaving uh, <laughs> breakfast sandwiches <laughs> while while we wait. Um, yeah, for breakfast, I got, what, how many boxes of microwave from Sam's Club? Uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Uh, uh, probably like five or six, like four-pound boxes of, it's like 50 pounds of, like, frozen stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know I should go back and get like the single wrap so I can wrap everything in foil and just put it in the cooler after I cook it. Oh yeah, there you go. The single foils. You should just build a rack of microwaves. You don't have to bring a generator just for that. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm gonna need the Jenny. Like, Cause I'll I'll be running a microwaves microwave microwave deal. <laughs> I should I sh I should get like a little uh uh deep fryer too for those uh sausage pancake corn dog deals oh yeah got deep fry those I, oh yeah i just start deep frying everything <laughs> and then i just wind up <laughs> i get just get a whole thing of batter and just deep fry everything but you, <laughs> the guys but you got to, uh don't put them in frozen no i mean you can you can freeze deep fry like they they you could deep fry frozen you just have to be careful because uh, well, i guess up. uh yeah, I mean, Sheets does it all the time, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's the turkey you got to watch out for. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're dropping a huge fucking honking heavy bird with the displacement into a boiling, you know, hot peanut oil. <laughs> um, waiting for those news stories. They love those. Yeah. Fucking the oil's expensive, too. You're spending at least like $60 on oil. Yeah. To deep fry that whore. And then it's not like you save it. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Maybe you could. What do you do with that oil then? <clears throat> Dump it down your drain. <laughs> if you don't own the house, sure. But what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I don't know. Go with everyone. Just go out in the back alley and just dump it in the street like everyone else does. And, you know, then the cats come and lick it up. 
uh yeah take it past um to like to the next neighborhood down and dump it in the out of the street uh, well and when you pull the turkey out you just keep it going and you put the ham in next yeah you could do like um uh bill and uh bill and uh, um boomhauer did in that episode mutual of umbo when they were just deep frying everything in the turkey fry <laughs> Yeah, you just everything you find, just start deep frying shit. Yeah, we got to get a big thing of batter there, though. Oh yeah, you will need the batter. I didn't even think about battering the ham. <laughs> well, I mean, you batter the turkey. <laughs> hmm. Now, um, I, uh, I, I don't know yet. I think I'm just going to get one of those bag Wegman's bagged turkey breasts because I, I, Enchantress is going to her sister's house. And they'll have eaten and be home pretty much by the time I'm finished and home. So uh, I'm on my own. And I was like, well, if you don't eat a lot, I mean, I could cook a small Thanksgiving feast for us. Hmm. You know, talking stovetop. And, yeah. But I'll make some stuff from scratch. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's a lot. It's a lot. I've been working on my mashed potatoes trying to perfect that. Just make, I could just make Elio's instead. Yeah, I do that. That's nice. She'll, um, she'll, you know, she has to deal with the her family on her own, so she'll probably hit the wine early. (laughs) When I don't blame her. I I got uh, a twenty pound turkey and like a ten pound ham in my fridge right now, ready to go. Are you make for that's your your second six people? That's your second second Thanksgiving. Second Thanksgiving. Who eats ham on Thanksgiving? Uh, It's my in laws. They like to have ham because they want to have options for people. If you don't like turkey i guess and my theory is fuck off yeah um but who doesn't like turkey exactly but mrs squeezer's like well you know they usually have i'm like all right i mean i'm not gonna you know me i'm not gonna say oh no (laughs) no we can't have a ham here what are you doing i mean if we're up to me we'd be having steak with it too (laughs) but you know i throw a couple ribeyes in the grill to go you know as appetizers as the turkey is uh resting you might as well uh, get a big bag of clams so you can have land, air, and sea. Don't think I asked, and I was told no. <laughs> uh, you got the the air, the turkey, the land, the ham. You got to cover the whole sea. Yeah. yeah. It's a full assault on Thanksgiving. Yeah, just nothing that grows from the ground. No. <laughs> no. And if you do <laughs> cover it in giving. fat and or sugar. Well, I used to when my bro- we used to go to uh, friendsgiving at my brother's uh, pre pre kids and yeah they would do a turducken and it would be like a two day festival because you know everyone was you know no one had kids and everyone was you know inebriated for like a thirty six hour period while cooking it was a good time mm-hmm. sure uh, is if you go to your brother's is it truly friendsgiving that's that's still a family well there's all friends too you know, uh, all, all the you know. I would have to invite you guys all from work. I don't have any friends to have a friends game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't either. That's why it was it was me and Butter Jive. I, I am I am doing my friends giving. It's it's Thursday morning with Jimmy the microwaving Jimmy Dean sandwiches and break, bowls and breakfast burritos and pancake sausage corn dog deals. Oh God! I should. Uh, I'll drop. You know what? You need anyone to help pull cable? I'll bring my kid. That's like her favorite thing in the world. 
I try to make her like a nice fresh breakfast. Here, have an omelet, honey. No, I want the frozen thing that mom's eating. Okay, don't tell anyone, but I'm buying this ridiculous chef hat and I'm going to have Kim put an SEN <laughs> patch on it. Like a, a Swedish chef one? Yeah, oh yeah. Is it, is it like the, the the piping one, like the straight up? Please tell me it's... Uh, it's kind of... I kind of look like Wendell the Baker with this thing. Okay. Oh, they oh. do have a piping one there. Straight up. <laughs> uh, uh, what's going to make me look like the biggest asshole? <laughs> well, I mean... I just want to hide it and like just pull it out and make them all. <laughs> yeah, you have to have an apron too. Yeah, but I'll have yeah, my I, winter coat on. Yeah, I have. Well, I, and put, well, you put the apron over the winter coat. That's true. I do have my. I, I have a a uh, Guy Fieri Blink One Eighty Two collaboration uh, apron. There you go. But yeah, I I don't. I want to see. The, I need a picture with the chef's hat with the uh, patch on it. <laughs> Uh, was it one size fits? It's adjustable. Okay, adjustable. All right, this one's pretty dumb looking. It's only seven bucks too. I mean, it could be seventy, and it's worth the investment. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just doing. I need to get the dumbest one though. Yeah, this one's pretty. And you need you need cocaine too if you're going to be a chef. Apparently, they like cocaine. Is that a thing? I don't know that. Oh yeah. And heroin. They, they love the hard stuff. Chefs? Yeah. Really? Read Anthony Bourdain's book. Oh. oh. Let me see here. I gotta. Is this... Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That would look great. Okay. I'm buying that, and I need to get a white apron, too. I think so. Uh, okay. Add to cart. Yeah, so this is a joke that no one at uh, um, <laughs> listening gets. And um, and uh, the best is you're, <laughs> when someone over there is going to go, who's the person in charge? And everyone points <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman in the chef's hat microwaving <laughs> Jimmy Dean sandwiches. I wouldn't want it any other way, quite honestly. I need like a kiss the chef hat, a, like some a dumb apron, right? It can't just be a white apron. Oh, I mean, it could be if you. Oh yeah, no, it's got to be as dumb as possible. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, I could just have get a, get an eye. <laughs> I don't know if I could get a ninja transformation in time, but uh, all right, I, I got the hat, so the hat's a start. You got time? You, you know, know what you do? Go over the. We're right around the corner. Go to a restaurant store or restaurant depot. And uh, I'm I'm sure they have whole gimmicks there. Yeah. yeah Excuse got... me, sir. I need your dumbest looking chef outfit. <laughs> well, I already got the hat. Ah, oh, you're you're set then. Monday. That's great. Boom. Okay, hats on its way. I'll be here Monday. I love the organicness of this, how it's just coming together. Well, no, I was planning on buying the hat no matter what. Oh, that's beautiful. The, and putting a patch on it. That was, that was, the, I, I just didn't want to tell anybody. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was my whole gimmick all along. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Well, this is what we do for 
<laughs> That's the best part, though. <laughs> hey, yeah, who's in charge over here? <laughs> it points me, and I'm going. Fitting. Um. Anyway, what else is going? On? I f- we finished. Uh, we finished Loki season two. Great season. Right. Great show. I got a lot on my uh, list for. I'm starting to catch up very slowly. But what did you start I, with? Uh, I got back, uh, work back into Ahsoka now. Oh, yeah. That. Um, and then I started watching that uh, Harry Krishna documentary. Mm. So I'm like halfway through that. It's pretty good. We finished um, Kelsey, the documentary. That's really good. Uh, really, really good. But of course I'd like that. I'm a big... Yeah, I mean, they made it for one person. <laughs> that was... Well, now it's now they're really popular because of Taylor Swift. But prior to that, oh, of course, she prior made, to, she put them on the. Prior to that, it was they, it was me listening to the show, and that's it. Yeah. They even like retroactively went back and made him an MVP. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, remember when the story was them and their mom? Yeah, back was at the it, Super remember Bowl, that it was yeah. sweet. Yeah, it still Simpler is. Simpler times. Uh, the commercial for Hungry Man is my favorite commercial. Have you seen the new soup? Not the, it's not Hungry Man. The um, Chunky Soup. Campbell's commercial? Uh, maybe. They're, they're yeah. arm wrestling, Travis and, and, uh, oh, yes, and Jason. Yeah. He goes, let's go, pretty boy. He goes, I'm a pretty man. <laughs> and he slams him down <laughs> and they start screaming. Uh, and then it cuts to, it like pull the camera pulls back to show the moms in a, a book club circle. And she's like, sorry. <laughs> It's good. I'm a pretty man. <laughs> Great shit. Uh, and then I got to start that uh, fuck, uh, Scavenger's Reign. What uh, the fuck uh, is... It's an animated uh, series on... I think it's on Max. Scavenger's Reign. It's gotten like really good fucking reviews. I am not going to... I'm so sick of new sh- new stuff i'm just i can't i can't i am uh i'm definitely not gonna watch ahsoka because i watched the first episode realized that it's set in a world uh with tons of stuff built from stuff i never watched or will watch so that's gone i'm actually you know what that that's that's a healthy approach yeah no nothing against it i just yeah. i'm not gonna watch it no no and you know what though i think what you just said and i i didn't want to get into this too much but i think that has a lot to do with the problem that like uh, the Marvels had. Like, so much of it is based off stuff that people don't know, so they're not going to go. Right. The, the, if you don't have Disney Plus and you didn't watch those shows, you don't know who two-thirds of the cast is. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I get that. Uh, and even the story itself seems like it could almost just be have been uh, one of the series, like a Disney Plus series. Yeah. Did you see the spoiler, though, yet? No. You can if you want to do it now. I mean, it's going to be. Fr- I'll probably see it eventually. I guess uh, Hank McCoy, a beast, is in it. Kelsey Grammer's okay. beast is in it in one of the post-credit scenes as her father, one of them, one of their father in like a different reality. Apparently, gotcha. Spoilers, okay. Axe Man. Yeah, someone. Uh, I mean, like, it seems like Fuck. it's going to be far off anytime soon because the only thing we're getting next year is Deadpool. Oh, is that all they're putting out? Yeah, they pushed everything back to 2025, and they're reshooting a lot of uh, for Captain America and some other stuff. Ah, well, good, good. Yeah, I mean, they could blame it on the writer strike or the strike and the actor strike too. 
I, I think they're partially blaming that, but I think a lot of it is uh, they're a little uh, uh, self-introspective now. They're like looking back like, oh, we need to do better. Well, Loki was great, so. Um, Good. I really enjoyed it. All I, the, I, love, I love the first season, so. All the sports I'll and kids there. were on board with me. Nice. Travi, Colton said it was the best TV show he's ever watched. Well, that's saying something <laughs> if the, that, that guy... Uh, um, it was great. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I love Not Colton. as good as sports scene, but it's good. God, I would have kissed him if he said that. <laughs> I would have. Um, that's how you kiss ass, kids. Yep. Uh, so uh, that is what I've seen on TV. I've seen no new movies because there's no new movies out. Thanksgiving's out, though. I really want to see that. It's that Shanks. Shank Weilers. Mm. It looks fucking good. It's it's a movie based on the fake trailer in Grindhouse, Eli Roth did. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. There will be no leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it looks fucking great. It's about some guy who got murdered in a trampling on Black Friday, like the year prior, and he comes back to get his revenge on a greedy town. <laughs> it's it's at like Plymouth Rock where the Pilgrims landed, up in Massachusetts. I'm like everything about this is fucking wonderful, <laughs> and it has Patrick Dempsey. I mean, it does. That makes it all work. On the December third, Shanks is playing uh, Rankin Bass's holiday classics, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And Frosty back to back, and then there'll be an intermission in which Elf will then play. You will see the sixty-second mm. version of the Service Electric Christmas video during that as well. Ooh. So you know, you'll see your your kids that'll be on the big screen. Oh, um, wow! Uh, your mom's old house will be on the big screen. Uh, your ornament, Pre- Haley and the pre- ornament. A uh, precarious driving shot will be in there. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I um, it was my work car, and I got the shot. Doug was driving, and my sister and I. We could have had it on, you know, we could have had it on a cart, or yeah. I, I mean, I was I was planning on it at least, you know, getting you know the suction cup and car rigs and building up. And you're like, ah, I was like, no, no time for that. No, t- there wasn't <laughs> time for that. <laughs> I I hung off the side of the door with my little stabilizing gimbal camera and shot it. <laughs> and it worked yeah. out. Shot's great. It did. Yeah. Uh, Instagram would be so mad at you. That's not safe. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Why would, yeah, what do you mean Instagram right. would be not? Oh, go, go, I, on sh- on I shitty rigs. too much grip and rigging stuff. Yeah. It's, oh, all, all the fucking care. pros. Oh, they- all they care about is safety. Well, because the, the safety takes time. Time is money. Yep. <laughs> they really want to stick it to these studios for making them wait so long to work. They're going to slow work everything. It's oh squeeze it. It's, yeah, it's, it's gonna... like a dream come true for you. Like if you got oh, it on one of these sets. Worse. It's like squeezer times twenty. Yep. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take their time with everything. Really milk every last penny out of these studios. <clears throat> because, you know, fuck them. Greedy bastard. Uh, yeah. Well, you see, uh, what's his name over at Warner Brothers? Uh, what's the asshole's name? 
Uh, I know what you're Zaz, talking about. Uh, yeah, Zazoff. Yeah, Zazoff. He, he basically admitted <laughs> that they were the writers were right. And it's like, yeah, uh, you know, something along the lines of he's willing to pay for the right talent, and he admitted like they were right. It's like, and he's willing to pay for you know talented people. It's like, no, you weren't. That's why they struck. <clears throat> Y'all trying to use AI? Yeah. Uh, and they tried to pull. Do you see? They might be under investigation now. Who? Um, Warner Brothers. For? Because you know how you know how they did pull that shit with Batgirl for the tax write-off. Right. They tried doing the same thing with that uh, Coyote versus Acme movie that's coming out. Right. And because he basically said, "Well, we were going to do this for ta- like there's a, sen- a congressman calling for an investigation into tax fraud." Hmm. Nothing's gonna. It's not gonna go anywhere, but at least it'll help. You know, maybe you know you make a movie, because you could argue that they're like, oh well, the movie's done. It is, but they weren't done paying for it because, like you know, we know marketing is almost double the budget. So not always, but no. But you're in a situation now where you don't have to even market it. You could just put it on if the movie's done, put it on your streaming service and go, hey, this is here. You know, so. You don't have to kill it. Yeah, but uh, the taxpayer should pay for it. I yeah, it's like an arena. We should um, pay for something. So uh, yeah, these rich billionaires get richer. Yeah, yeah. The bottom line, we they made a It'll movie. Enrich our city. They made a movie we want to see, and they're not going to show it to us. And to punish us, they're going to make us pay for it. <laughs> and it's testing in the nineties. Fucking cocksuckers. Fuck you, Warner Brothers, you fucking dickwads. Bunch of greedy right, fat not, fucks. Let's not be too judgy. I'm you know, they be, might... <laughs> I'll no, be as judgy as I fucking want to be. <laughs> they are, they are, I'm, no, I'm being facetious here. Oh. I don't know what that means, but no, they're absolute dickwads. Yeah, dickwads. Go fuck yourself. Um, That goes for all studio heads. Go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> Including me. <laughs> I'm a very small <laughs> studio head, but I could go fuck myself too. If I had yeah, the chance, I'd replace I'd replace you all with AI in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> I can't. Uh, not yet. Well when I get to it. God. I hope you strike. Oh, who was, someone was asking, Oh, you guys union? I'm like, no. No. I want that. Get out of my no. I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, I, I mean unions are good. That's I'm not saying that, but <coughs> not for not, not for, for our all, situation. Our situation, no. <laughs> we need to unionize because we need more breaks. What? All <laughs> days a break. <laughs> Shh! Don't let her know. Sorry, we work but very I hard. Work, I worked from dusk till dawn today. I had a very busy day. Dusk. <laughs> Don, yeah. Oh, wait, Don the Don, or whatever, or like nine to one. Yeah, that's that's a good. That's eight hours, right? Yeah, I mean, a couple of them might have been in someone's driveway drinking cold beer. And <laughs> hey, I was just doing what the boss told me to do. That's that goddamn right. You were. You almost didn't have that third either. We shamed you. Yes. Shame, and that, and that's why 
Shame. Social shaming, and you know, it works sometimes. Yeah, trucker, truckers, peer pressure could get to you. Yeah. All right. Well, um, right. let's talk some Home Alone, and uh, you go. Right. You go first this week with your nice. first. Oh, and I want to let everyone know I've been working real hard. <coughs> And you probably already have heard it already, but I have a new character I've developed for the show over the last couple of days. Mm. And it, yeah, yeah. You're going to hear it all show long. And it's post-nasal drip squeezer. You sound just like your normal self. Oh, really? oh God damn it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's why I thought you were talking about your kids. And then I was like, oh, you're Oh, sick? no. I, I have like this giant lump in my throat that I keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good sound for yeah. there. If you, get, if you get that in there some more. That that'll work out well for the ratings. Some sniffling. I'll try to move my squeaky mic over out of the way when I go to blow my nose. Maybe we can get someone to finally write a review on uh, Apple because we haven't had one since fucking May. <clears throat> yeah, come on. People. All right. It doesn't matter. Here we go. Here's your first pick. Oh, gotta pot it up. It goes without saying that the soundtrack to this movie, the score to this film, is just... <coughs> yeah, I, I John Williams, look, man. It, look, don't get me wrong. It's a great movie. It, it's great. But it's it's strange, almost like... And I know it's like it's John Hughes, so you know it's not like it was made by a nobody. And it was Fox, so they have pull. But like, it's weird like to take this like little kid uh, fights the crooks in his house movie, and you get john williams to score it mm-hmm. but god damn is it awesome mm-hmm. and really makes it um and that the uh carol of the bells into uh setting the trap is like one of my favorite transitions the whole scene everything it's just awesome and that like runs through my especially in the holiday season when you're doing things like the setting the trap song like is constantly just in my head I uh, I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Nice. It's a really cool uh, gatefold and dust jacket that has the the house, which I'll be talking about. Not the soundtrack, the house itself. Ah. Nice. Yeah, we had. I think we had it on CD. Um, I never. Had or it on no CD. cassette. No, we didn't have the CD. Or cassette. It was. It might have been on a mix. My dad had a ton of like John Williams stuff. Um. He was my dad was big in the movie scores, uh, even way back. So like that's he's the one that like got me into it. He had a bu- like a bunch of John Williams stuff, Marconi. Um, I might have had it on cassette. Yeah, I had it on cassette because I didn't have because it w- wow CD wasn't released until 2015. Weird, but I remember listening to it all the time. What uh, then, uh, what did the cassette look like? Was it? Oh, nineteen ninety discogs. 
I might have been Home Alone 2 I had. We didn't have this. Oh, no, 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 I never saw this before. Hmm. My memory is fuzzy at best. Well, I uh-huh. have it now. Um, like it was a Mondo, so I'm sure in another week or two it'll be re-released for the 500th time, and you could get it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mine will oh, just it's good. we got to water down the market. Go down in value even more. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, what's cool is they take he takes a lot of traditional Christmas songs and just kind of tweaks them and makes adjustments and and even everything has like the very holiday like feel to it um and even like like the theme uh and like somewhere in my memory uh it was a, like a big song that was like the single from it and even put like lyrics to it that and now you hear it and it's like synonymous with christmas yeah um and and that's it's I don't know. I, I I always find it weird. Like for me, like when you hear like, like I know they make more and more like Christmas songs come out, and a lot of times it feels like forced. You know, it's like, oh, I'm doing a Christmas song because you know you can sell that album, you know, and make a little extra money here. Um, but this is one of those things where I think it just kind of organically became, uh, you know, kind of entered the lexicon of Christmas. Uh, I, I don't think they felt like this is going to be like <coughs> radio play, if you will, or like on that holiday mix back in 1990. Well, there's, there's Christmas themes in it. Like, like if you hear it, it kind of has like, you know, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> they use, you know, I'm just saying John Williams knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh, yeah. Um, but even like... Uh, Home Alone 2 uh, soundtrack is also like just it, it takes a lot of the same cues, but then um, is it like when he, when he's building that house in there? It's the same same. Uh, yep, yeah, it's same. It's the same uh, setting the trap cue. Yeah, maybe just a few tweaks here or there. Yeah. Um, but then like uh, and like the airport scene when they're like they're running, uh, or or not. I'm sorry, not the airport scene because that's uh. Run, run, reindeer, but uh, oh, when the when they do like the sped up, uh, like Benny Hill style, like they're late getting ready. Yeah, um, they actually do like Nutcracker. Yeah, um, and he adds like a whole bunch of different layers and stuff to kind of fit <clears throat> that. So yeah, I mean, to do that, like to, for someone to score a movie and to do it as well as he does is one thing, but to like do it. And stay in that Christmas theme and base it off of already famous Christmas pieces like that. I mean, I'm the, oh, so I'm going to be the first to say that John Williams fucking genius. Yeah, you are the first person, that, first, yeah. first person to ever say that. Yeah. Uh, he got robbed, though. I, I really feel. Uh, so it was nominated. Where are we at? Here? I scrolled through. I hit the button too far. It was nominated in. Uh, <laughs> What would that have been? 90 uh, for uh, a best uh, score. Lost to Dances with Wolves because everyone was fucking in love with Dances with Wolves. Um, But it wasn't the first time. That was his... So in 89, 90, 91, 
It took off in 92. Because he was probably busy scoring two of his biggest films in Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Right. Uh, and then finally, so he's nominated for uh, Last Crusade in 89. Oh, sorry. This goes back even further. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Empire of the Sun in 87. <coughs> then uh, the Accidental Tourist. What the hell is that? Ever see that? Nope. It's a romantic comedy. I don't know. Uh, in 88, uh, Last Crusade in 89, Home Alone in 90, uh, JFK in 91, and in 92, he was kind of busy doing <coughs> Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Got nominated and won then for Schindler's List, and it kind of sucks because Jurassic Park doesn't get, like, because I guess, I don't know, they're not going to nominate someone twice. Hmm. No, they do. In the, do they? Well, yeah. he should have gotten it for Jurassic Park. <coughs> He should have. Elmer Bernstein in his Age of Innocence. Ugh. <coughs> but yeah, I absolutely yeah. I like Elmer Bernstein. He did Ghostbusters. I know he's great, but I'm just being a dick. Oh. But yeah, for Ghostbusters, not Age of Innocence. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Ugh, another one of those period pieces they just love. Ugh. Yeah. Just put people in stuffy clothes, and they're like, "Oh, it's wonderful." If they can play an instrument, even better. Even fucking better. All right. Okay, is it time for me to go? I believe so, yeah. You can have your turn. All right. Well, let me <coughs> see here. I didn't label mine. That's because I'm a, I'm a dummy. Here it is. Five families gone on one block alone. They all told me from their own mouths. <laughs> it's almost too easy. Check it out. All the houses with nobody home have automatic timers on their lights. But I got it all figured out. Watch this. Number 664 will be going on right about now. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Number 672, right now. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. 671, now. <laughs> and that's the one, Marvin. That's, that's the, the silver one. tuna. Oh, it's very G. Very G, huh? It's loaded. Lots of top flight goods, stereos, VCRs, toys. Probably looking at some very fine jewelry, possible <laughs> cash hoard, odd marketable securities. Who knows? It's a gem. Grab your crowbar. Crowbar's up. <laughs> Wet bandits, but they're talking about the silver tuna, the McAllister house. Which is a gorgeous house that uh, I, I don't know if it was in Chicago or not. I guess I could have looked that up. But um, they, they filmed the interior in a, a gym. I watched one of those uh, uh, behind uh, the movies that made us on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was all the interiors were all done in. Uh, <coughs> they built, but they did such a good job. Of building like the aesthetic of a '90s house, especially like a '90s rich person's house. Yeah, it's all like clean. Well, I no, no. I mean, 
<clears throat> they but, did it. Yeah. They did a good job of like cluttering it up, but also making it like huge and gorgeous. And the the whole like even the kitchen, the green tile on everything with the dark wood and gold accents, and mm-hmm. then the wallpaper on the walls. Oh, the wallpaper. I also noticed in the kitchen this, when he's like looking around when he first comes down. Yeah. Like it's it, it's clean because like they went on vacation, so you're not going to leave like food out and stuff. Yeah. But like it's like the whole counter are like littered with appliances and stuff. Like there's no like it it looks used. Yeah. You know, no. They didn't they didn't do the the show house look. No, I mean that's good set set design. I would say. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone does that though. Yeah. I'm saying they did. Yeah. Um. So the, the the floor plan is, you walk in. There's a foyer, and that's where that's where Harry was standing as the cop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's the stairs going upstairs directly to the left and to the right. There's just like a little sitting area, I guess it would be. And then you, if you go through that sitting area, if you go in the front door, keep going straight and turn a right. There's the kitchen, and there's there would be like the eating area in the kitchen, the, the nook, the breakfast nook, but it's huge. And then there's that to the right. It's like an an offshoot L. There's that huge green marble, not marble, green um, tile uh, cooktop and countertop there with the stools. Mm-hmm. And then the sinks to the left, and then there's that back door, uh, and then there's the uh, laundry chute that goes to the basement that in there too. Um, looks like there's a powder room and a downstairs it, from the kitchen that there's the stairs to the basement, in the kitchen, and then there's a, a powder room in the back of that sitting area there. <clears throat> and then, um, come in the front door and go to the left or to, right to the right. There's a, a dining room and that's where the tree was, I believe. No, 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 no I got that wrong. The tree was in tree was in to the left there's a sitting area there's a piano then there's a couch and a chair and then the tree and then there's a window there that's where mar comes in and steps on all the ornaments <laughs> and then to the left of that there's another sitting area with a couch and everything <laughs> um yeah that's just like the whole house is yeah the tree is to the left yeah i'm looking at various pictures here trying to piece this whole bastard together <clears throat> did they ever say what they did no but um i saw some some posts the other day and it was like what did kevin's dad do to afford that house and a trip for the whole family to paris i'm like he didn't pay for the family the brother paid for them the all brother paid yeah to go um <clears throat> i always assume that there there's some kind of like uh, fashion or like seamstress work because of all the uh, mannequins in the basement. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, so the house is in uh, Winnetka, hit uh, Winnetka, Illinois, and it hits the market in 2011 for 2.4 million. <clears throat> wow, honestly, that is that sounds cheap. The current owners, actually. the current owners, reportedly paid. Eight hundred seventy-five thousand for the four-bedroom, three-point-two bath home in nineteen eighty-eight. They're trying to resell it for two point four million. Okay, obviously it says the interior looks far less colorful and Christmassy than it was in the movie, but that's because they shot it all in a a school 
Jim. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they did a hell of a job. That's hard work to like create a house um, and make a layout like that that feels like organic when it's a set. I think they copied the layout of the actual house. That'll help. Um, yes. It seems like they copied the layout of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, not like The Simpsons. What do you mean? Where rooms just disappear and change from oh, shot to shot. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, <clears throat> great house. It's really cool. If you watch um, movies that made us, uh, and watch the uh, uh, on the by Nacelle Production Company on, the, on the Netflix, there's you could see them behind the scenes footage of them building it. Uh, uh, I guess it's six seven one Lincoln Avenue, Winnetka, Illinois. Mm. And he even said six seven one. Yeah, they did film some interior scenes there, though, Squeezer. Oh. <coughs> Maybe the... Uh... So, the kitchen, along with the main staircase, basement, attic, and most of the first floor landing were filmed on location in the real house. Interesting. Most of the house interiors were recreated or duplicated on a soundstage built in a gymnasium on the campus of New Trier Township High School. An example of this is the enlarged version of the staircase of the main foyer of the real house. The tree house in the backyard was specifically built for the first film and dismantled after filming ended. So is that a real tree out there then that exists and they just built a tree house in it? Doesn't say. Hmm. Fuck, I'd have them leave it. So that's why they did such a good job. They just based it on the house. That's pretty... All right, <clears throat> let's awesome. uh, move on to your second pick. <coughs> okay. Home Alone to... Lost in New York uh, on Game Boy. Yeah. Might be the worst game I've ever owned. (laughs) And I own some bad games. Uh, It was actually nominated for... uh, uh, Lost in New York. No, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't not. Well, it was nominated, but also awarded uh, Worst Sequel of 1992 by EGM and uh, Worst Movie to Game of 1996. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's rough. I think we've talked about it before on the show, but I can't do a Home Alone show without talking about this because mm-hmm. it's still it's a Game Boy game and it was bad, but you still play it because you had it. And you know, sometimes yeah, you just got to take a break from you know Wario, you know, and Crash Dummies and play something bad, just like a a shitty palate cleanser. It's like right. uh like poop sorbet. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have that, and now I'll go back to the good game. Yeah. Um, it was loosely based off uh, the... I mean, I, I don't know. It's you, you start off in, like, the hotel, and you run around, and they really uh, 
really jump on the the five second scene uh, in the first and second movie where Kevin slides on his knees um, to get away from people across the ice. Yeah, across the ice, and then oh yeah, well hotel he actually slides in his belly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on his knees on the ice. So that, the that whole thing is basically your attack move. Hmm. And you just run around and boom, slide, boom, slide. And eventually you can get uh, like a little dart gun that you have that can like stun people. And you can get necklaces, like in the movie, to uh, slip people up. But also, people throw necklaces at you. Apparently, everyone in the hotel in the city wants to kill you. Um, and, uh, of course, as some, although it does have some great animation. You have a, uh, uh, a Game Boy version of uh tim curry on Mm. it as well as uh marv and uh joe pesci what the hell just happened to me i just blanked there harry thank you um how could i forget harry we work with him yeah um and i just talked about both of them in my last pick yes and (laughs) you just did um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a rough play. It's hard too. It's hard and not in like a fun hard, just like overwhelming and kind of the controls are iffy and it, it's, I, I played it. I'll, I'll say that I I've gotten through the first level a couple of times. You get to the end of the hotel and you, you fight the, you battle a chef because you know, why not? Why the and then not? I think you end up in like the sewers or like Central Park or something like that, and there's some rats. And after that, I either I don't know if I either just lost and I was no good at it, or just kind of like okay, I'm done. I'm gonna go back to uh, Link's Awakening now. Fair enough. Yeah, but also the soundtrack. You just hear that and it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um. Similar. Um. To my next pick, if we were ready for it. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say? Oh, wait. I, on, the, on the back of the box, I just want to say it was... Uh, oh, was it THQ? Interesting. But uh, one of the little uh, uh, little blurbs in the back of it is it features state-of-the-art graphics and incredible music. Uh, you know what? Hang on. I have to read this now. Okay. Second paragraph at the back of the box. Look out for voracious vacuum cleaners and mean house detectives as they trace, chase you through a posh hotel. Watch out for nasty gang members in Central Park and beware of holes in the floor of his uncle's townhouse. All while looking out for a dangerous reunion with the wet bandit gang, which they're the sticky bandits now. So Sticky bandits. Uh, yeah. Now you can show them what just a kid can do. But yes, look out for <laughs> voracious vacuums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was my gaming experience. Now, if you want to come up with a cool transition, yeah, like my you already uh, did. mine was um, also uh, a Game Boy game. My brother and I got Home Alone for Game Boy. Uh, I had to be bef- somewhere between ninety and ninety-two because uh, we didn't get ga- we didn't get uh, the second version. So this game is. It, it's I guess the NES, SNES, and Game Boy—they're all the same. You're going through the house, and there's like spiders and like 
bats and other things that you're avoiding and you have your little water gun and um, you collect pizza pieces uh, for energy and there's little gimmicks you could do to kill things but you're basically collecting all the uh, high I what does he call them high end items <laughs> to um, to uh, save like I can't speak either today squeezer you go around, you collect the jewelry, and you put it down the uh, the chute. What's I just said it earlier? The laundry chute. Laundry chute. Yeah, you you put down the laundry chute, and then you it goes onto the basement, and then you go. You have to get down to the basement and get it all into this giant bank vault that you happen to have in the basement. <laughs> um, and then he says, "Gotta save my toys." So you go and you have to go and collect toys and throw those in the basement. You know, it's it's jewelry, then toys, and then there's there's other things that, and for some reason there's all these thugs and stuff in the house and giant toy soldiers, but the game's not too bad, um, honestly. Uh, I played it a lot, and my brother and I we both played it um, quite often, and uh, I don't know. It's not. It's it was made by Bethesda Squeezer. Not THQ. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't as bad as probably um, uh, the the THQ game, but it's um, so it's kind of similar. And you're hiding from the wet bandits. Uh, Was it better than Fallout seventy six? I don't. Never played it. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Just I didn't want an MMO Fallout game. I'm sorry, Bethesda. Fuck you. Let me see. Home Alone. So then, um, I read this about Home Alone too. Uh, in 2016, the video game developer Frank Schifaldi found the NES version of Home Alone 2's source code on an old hard drive, and he released it to the public. And he stated the game's code was based on the Simpsons licensed titles on NES, also by Imagineering, um, which was the studio. THQ just released it, published it. A sequel for the Game Boy version entitled Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, Kevin's Dream, was slated for release in 94 as made by, as made by Unexpected Development, but it was canceled before it came out. Unexpected Development would rework the title to be based on the Fox Kids animated series Bobby's World, complete with a Super Game Boy functionality, but... Uh, but a planned 1995 release by High Tech Entertainment also did not occur. The ROM for both versions of the game were leaked online in September 2020. So there's a third Game Boy mm-hmm. game out. Or NES game. Or yeah. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, the third Game Boy game. There's So I guess I guess Home Alone just must have been a Game Boy uh title. Um but yeah, every every um, level has a song, and it's just played over and over <laughs> and over and over. Um, and like at the end, it go yes, you know, like what after he uh oh oh, he wouldn't say it would just go, but yes would be big on the screen. Oh okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I mean that would be like groundbreaking on a Game Boy that, and that's what they did it on for a Home Alone game. Yeah. Um, here's your third pick. Dashing for the plane, trying to make the flight. Come on. Mom and Dad just made a tiny oversight. I can't hear you. 
as they hurry home. They got two robbers plan a heist. But little do they know, he's got his home turf iced. Home alone, home alone, trick them every way. Oh, what fun it is to see two burglars get bombed. Home alone, home alone. Now, wasn't that fun? Uh, ah. <clears throat> I couldn't find anything that related to the board game, so I picked that commercial because I remember it, and it was fun. They did the same thing for the sequels, too. They do, like, the little yeah. bouncing thing. The sing-along. Sing-along thing, yeah. Um, But, yes, the Home Alone board game from uh, 1991 uh, we had, and I loved but I don't think I necessarily played it correctly because it's a it's very much a squeezer kind of thing uh, where it's like it looks like imagine like a clue board but the McAllister house. Um, I never played Clue. Oh, really? No. We should play Clue. You can be fun little detectives. You could be Mister Green. So what, is this the the box with Kevin with his hands on his face? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like a maroon box with the Home Alone. Uh, okay, yeah, game. I see it, I see it, I see it. Yep. Um, yeah, my sister and I would play this all the time uh, for a short while, and the idea it was strange. It, it a lot of rules. Um, well, it's got the house kind of. Yeah, it, it did a pretty good job of recreating it. I yeah. I would, cause you know me, like how you know. I could be kind of anal about maps and things like that. Yeah. And the way you describe the house, like, to a T, like, the way it's laid out and Kevin's plan. And it always bothered me, like, the board game wasn't laid out exactly like the house was. Mm. Um, so I would also draw it out myself sometimes, too. But I would just basically play Home Alone on the board game without... On, on what do you do with those little colored tiles? So you place them on the board, um, and some of them are traps, and some of them are jewelry, and then some of them are also uh, a Kevin. And there's you know different players or different colors, and if you're you, it looks like the Noid. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I, I don't know if it's complicated or not, or unnecessarily complicated, but you spin and you move Harry and Marv. And you try to get them to other people's pieces. Oh, so Harry and Marv are the good guy, are like the heroes in this game? No, you kind of play as the bad guys. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you... Um, and, and if you get, like, the jewelry, it, like, goes in the van. And if you um, get, like, a trap, it goes on Harry and Marv, I believe. And then uh, from there... If the Harry or Marv land on one of the colored tiles, um, and it happens to be your Kevin, then your kid piece then goes on the board in that place. And then, whenever you spin, whenever someone has a turn, you also then spin and move your kid every other turn and try to stay away from the bad guys. Yikes. And until someone finally gets caught, then so, the game is so over. Why is then the... you do math and subtract the traps from the jewelry, and then also I don't. It just why is the scoreboard a picture of Harry and Marv in the back of their van like they're about to rape you? Uh, because that that's 
how the game is played. That's what they're going for. That's also THQ, it looks like, here. Uh, who produced it? Look, it's, yeah. it's THQ. Uh, TH, that is... Is that the same THQ yep. I'm thinking of? Because the logo is so different. Yep, that was their logo. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Oh, man. Home Alone 2 board game looks like Mousetrap. I never had that. Let me see where... That looks like a lot more fun. Yeah, well... <laughs> As a kid, yeah, but also a major yeah. pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. Yeah, so I we would we would rarely play it like the proper way because it just <laughs> you start losing all those little colored tiles. Um, but yeah, so I would just kind of <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, set up Harry and Marv and then kind of build my own like physical traps or something on top of it, and then just kind of play Home Alone with the board game. Hmm. You're adorable. Uh, yeah, I know. There's a Home Alone 2 talking electronic game, too. Also made by THQ. Man, they got the license at the... Home Alone 2 board game. I uh, Not the talking one. I want this mousetrap one. Oh, there it is. Goddamn what's Pinterest. It, what's it go for? Can't make it any bigger. Yeah, it looks like... Uh, uh, it looks like... Yeah. Mousetrap. It even says trap something on the... <laughs> on the... <laughs> Where'd it go? Looking at games with the... Shopping for Rogers games. How are you going to buy it? Cha-ching. Squeezer's making a big purchase here, everybody. Nah. This one looks like a more of a card game. Yeah, there's a card game, too. There's a card game, an electronic game. Look at Home Alone 2. Avoid the booby traps, it says. Oh, the one I see is just... It's a, yeah. I don't know how you even play it. It's just cards. No, I see the card game, but... and to Yeah, that doesn't look like fun. The board game is fucking... Man, they had everything, man. They, they, they had... Uh, the talk boy they made the talk boy yeah you actually made a toy out of a prop that's cool right uh there's a kevin there's kevin dolls games a plenty talk boy had like a whole family of digital talk boy and yeah and they they had one for girls that was pink because you know girls can't have anything that's not pink right yeah it's um it was called uh, the Lost in New York Action Contraption Game. It's called. If you want to look up the action, oh, I see a YouTube video. Yeah, it's uh, huh. Oh, what a pain in the ass! Fuck! If Ghostbusters was a pain in the ass to set up this thing, looks well, like a nightmare. We, someone gave us Mousetrap for Christmas one year, mm -hmm. and we never played a single game of it because it was too can, fucking complicated. I can believe that. Like, I would have more fun, like me, if I got that, I would have fun just setting it up and building it, and then never play. Well, that's what I, I specifically didn't want to do. <laughs> I, I didn't have, I didn't have like, you and e toys. Ian working for me as a kid. I could have had you guys build Mousetrap for me. 
<coughs> okay, that was you. What's my third pick? I move stuff around. I gotta look here. Because um, I was like, oh, I'll do my game next. Oh, uh, I'm gonna do my stolen pick next. Oh, I know what this one is. I unstole it. Anybody sickening? Cool firecrackers. I'll save these for later. Buzz, I'm going through all your private stuff. You better come out and pound me. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Ah, uh, Buzz's Footlocker, and just so everyone knows, the girlfriend was a a boy that they put a wig on and took a picture because they felt it was too mean to do that to an actual girl. I, I do appreciate that. I think it was the art director's kid. Yeah, it was someone on set's kid. But this footlocker's got a little bit of everything. There's uh, nothing but uh, empty calories and male curiosity, eh, Georgie boy? <laughs> <laughs> There's firecrackers, archway, I don't know if they're the archway Christmas cookies. Ooh. Ooh, but there's a thing of Archway cookies in there. There's a, a bag of Crunch Taters, which um, are back out. You could get Crunch Taters um, back at a uh, Family Dollar Squeezer exclusive through the end of the month, I think. Uh, they're just basically... If you ever had the jala Lay's Jalapeno Kettle Chips? Yeah, I love them. Those are Crunch Taters. Oh. Well, I, uh, no... I had the Lay's. I usually get the hers. Same thing. Um, okay. Junior Mints are in there. Some model airplanes. Uh, his girlfriend. The Playboys, which he just tosses aside. Uh, looks like a baseball mitt and a baseball glove. Uh, of course, there's the starting lineups on his shelf he takes because he shoots those down. Um, it looks like there might be some other candy sugar babies. Um, looks like there might be a little, little, little bag of sugar babies in there, which are the little caramel jelly bean type things. They're not jelly beans, but they're about the size of jelly beans. Of course, the sugar daddy is the big, the big pop, the caramel pop squeezer, lollipop. Uh, there's like a diary in there amongst possibly a book of some sort, but, um, uh, I'll use these for later. That's like Chekhov's gun, those fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, never went back to the Junior Mints, though. Uh, no. Uh, that's why they're still in Buzz's Foot Locker. <laughs> um, uh, did, you, did you notice anything else a little gross that goes hand-in-hand hand with the Playboy? Uh, what's, oh, the, the toilet paper? There's a roll of toilet paper yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. There's also a pair of really big binoculars. Well, yeah, they use those, didn't they? Weren't they? Wasn't the one cousin looking out of them in in the opening scene when he was talking about the? Oh, is that actually? Yeah. Huh. I thought they used them. I forgot all about. Yeah. Let's see if I can find that. Oh, there's a scene. I'm just scrubbing through my phone. Oh, on, on Home Alone. Yeah. So the Playboy that Kevin finds in the trunk is a real issue, uh, the July 1989 issue, and it features the model actress Erica Elenik on the cover as its main feature. 
the um, same issue. Let's see if we can find some pics of Erica. Um, the same issue was featured in the 1992 Steven Seagal film Under Siege. Atlantic appeared in the film as a supporting character. Playboy playmate Jordan Tate, who was taken hostage on board the USS Missouri. Uh, to film the scene where Kevin finds the magazine, takes a brief look at it before dumbing it away, the crew taped some pages uh, taped some pages and left the advertisement and subscription pages untouched so that Macaulay Culkin, then a minor, would not be able to see any or much nudity. I, look, I don't want to tell them what to do on set, but I've had to deal with like magazines and magazine covers before. Mm-hmm. Why did you not just... You could have taken any magazine and just ripped the Playboy cover off and then pasted that play that Playboy cover on like any kid's magazine. Yes. Then you won't have any nudity. Yeah, I mean, I don't I guess. <clears throat> it feel I don't know, it just feels like a lot more work to tape cuz I just cuz when I accidentally picked your pick and I was reading this and I'm like that seems like a lot of work to like tape pages together. Versus just slap the cover on another magazine. And another Playboy. Yeah. Uh, Erica Elenik, um went on to star in Baywatch. Oh, who is she in Baywatch? Well, she was in... I know what you'll know her from. She was in Beverly Hillbilly. She played Ellie Mae Clampett. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Baywatch, she was Shauna. Or Shawnee McLean. You, if you see her, you'll know exactly who she is. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's Ellie Mae. Yeah. I, Have I you ever seen her, that movie? Of course, she was what? on Howard Stern multiple times. Have you ever seen um, Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah. Yeah. One of my dad's favorites. So I saw it like a hundred times. I, I I believe that. I probably only saw it like once or twice. We saw it in the theater. Of course, you saw it in the theater. It. Uh, it's. Uh, not good. See, I'm finding different. She, okay, I guess she was on July '89. I'm trying to look for that exact Playboy. I'm not gonna lie; I was kind of disappointed with the movie because I was actually a big fan of the show. Oh, really? I never watched the show. I loved it because it was on Nick at Night all the time. Um. And I loved it on Nick at Night, and then. It just the characters were just they were just different enough at the but holy shit, I didn't even realize i I haven't even thought about this movie in a long time, but Jim Varney, Diedrich Bader, yeah, it's got a lot Eric of fucking Atlanta, stars in it, but Cloris Leachman and Leah Thompson, yeah <clears throat> and Lily Tomlin and Lily Tomlin yeah. plays uh Miss Jane. Miss Jane Hathaway. Holy shit. Got my electronic Whittler. <laughs> no, that's good. Jim Varney's great. Uh, Diedrich Bader's hysterical as Jethro. Yeah. Well, golly, Miss Jane. <laughs> I want to do something nice for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob Schneider's in it, too. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying this from memory, by the way. I'm not on any page of the cast. That's how uh, big of a fan I am. Rob Schneider yeah, I, plays I, the I sniveling little it. weasel. 
Longest time. Banker who's trying to rob. With Leah Thompson. Well, that's uh, Buzz's Foot Locker. Here is your fourth pick, Squeezer. So Home Alone 2 really stepped up the game where and where Home Alone 1, it's absurd that a kid would be able to fight off burglars like that. But, you know, everything from stepping on the, uh, the, like the nail, the Christmas ornaments, uh, just that, that oh, I cringe when I see that. And like, you know, the, the feathers and stuff and, and the and the on the uh, you know, silicone and the and icing the steps and stuff like that, like that. Yeah. It's almost stuff that you could do as a kid in your own home. And, I mean, I, the icing the steps thing is hysterical, especially both of them. And him, my favorite part of the first Home Alone movie, outside of that music cue which is of, you know, setting the trap, just mwah. But when, after Marv goes through all that going down the steps, then going up the basement stairs, steps on the nail, falls down the steps, and then limps back out. Slips again. When he... When he walks out, closes the door, and you just see him, his silhouette drop, and then you hear the sound of the crowbar again. It's just f- fucking perfection. I love it. Um, and it's one of those little things, one of those scenes in Home Alone 2 that's my favorite. And look, the traps are a little over the top in this one. And pretty much, I don't think there's a single one in 2 outside of like uh, the birds getting them uh, where they wouldn't die instantly. Right. It, uh, there's some great YouTube uh, videos where a doctor's breaking it down. And, it, like, if, you, if you're going to be, like, serious about all that couldn't happen, well, go fuck yourself. But from a fun standpoint of, wow, he would die instantly from having an entire canvas bag of tools dropped on his skull right. to uh, them falling, like, three stories um off of a flaming rope. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, when they get crushed by the tool chest, first of all, the setup to it, too. It's long and drawn out. And if a tool chest fell down a flight of stairs, it doesn't stay completely vertical and just bup, 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 bup on its wheels. What's that sound? And then straight in through the door, and then all their noses are broken and smushed. It's adorable. Uh, Marv getting complete. Marv takes the brunt of it. Like <clears throat> Harry gets beat up quite a bit. He's got uh, he slips 
on the ladder, and again has a great whoever his his stunt man was. There's particularly in the first movie, there is a slip that the stunt man does, where he goes back and actually lands on the stairs, right. on like the brick stairs and rolls back, and that is just as simple as that looks. It's brutal, and it's gotta be fucking dangerous too. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, Marv takes the beating of his life more so than Harry into particularly my favorite part is the bricks. And it's cause it's so like just pure and simple violence. And it, it starts with him looking up and taking a brick to the head and getting knocked out. And Harry's just like more irritated by it. But then Kevin throws another one at Harry, and Harry just ducks out of the way, and it nails Marv right in the face again, <laughs> knocking him out. Classic. <clears throat> and then he's taunting him, and then there's a third one, and he takes a, a third brick to the head. As he's like, Marv's warning him to watch out. Like, he sees it coming the whole way, but he can't move. And Harry ducks at the last moment, and then the third brick just drills him. And, it, like, the whole sequence is, I, it's like, for me, it gives me the most belly laughs out of anything in all the Home Alone, on all two Home Alone movies ever made. Okay, yeah, all two. Well, yeah. I don't know if you saw, I was like, everything Home Alone, the movies, specifically the first two, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I got no time yeah, I, to talk about anything I've, else. I've never seen the third one, and I didn't know that a four and five existed until... Uh, no, I started researching this. No, nor care. No. But, yeah. Uh, he completely destroys Uncle Rob's house. Uh, oh, also, yeah, he uh, electrocutes Marv um, to the point where we see his skull. And that could have been, yeah, it's a little over the top and even a little extra silly for Home Alone. But the way Daniel Stern plays it is just so, God, they were so good in this. Because they even, like, in Home Alone 1, they decided, like, the two of them, like, uh, Pesci and Daniel Stern, like, they agreed, like, look, this movie's going to be silly. It's kind of, we got to play this over the top. And they didn't, honestly, they didn't think much of it. So they kind of went over the top with it. And I think it's what really makes those characters. Yeah, I agree. Um... All right. Well, what else? You got anything else on that, or? Uh, no. Oh well. Yeah, the kerosene rope. I, that is a good line. Are you wearing aftershave? Yeah. Are you wearing? <laughs> you you would think every time though. You'd think every time there's a rope. Every time, like they do, kind of play it as a joke in, uh, as he's going through the house and turning on each light one by one. <clears throat> and then, then the third light, it's good. And the fourth one, he checks the doorway, turns on the light thinking, oh, he's safe, and that's the one that blowtorches his hair for a second time and then dunks his head in the kerosene toilet. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like you would think, like if there's a rope, if there's a ladder, if there's any, like, the open window, think twice. But they don't. They just keep going for it. Uh, they sure as hell do. No, I'm good. All right. Here is my next pick. 
Say hello to the family. I will. Let me see. You shopping alone? In New York? Sir, I'm afraid of my own shadow. Well, I, I was just checking. That's very responsible of you. Oh, well, thank you. My pleasure. Now, that'll be $23.75. My, 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 where did you get all that money? Uh, I have a lot of grandmothers. Oh. Well, that explains it. This is a really nice store. One of the finer toy dealerships I've ever visited in my life. Oh, well, thank you. This Mr. Duncan must be a pretty nice guy, letting all the kids come into his store and play with all his toys. Duncan's toy chest. <laughs> Gets out of his limo. I, I think they use FOA Schwartz in Chicago. Uh, like faking for New York. Um, I don't even think it was an FAO Schwartz. It was. What? Oh, 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 no, it's based on FAO Schwartz. Yeah, it might not yeah. have been. Uh, you probably looked, read the wiki. I didn't. Uh, the set used was in Chicago. Yeah, I think they just built a toy store in Chicago. Chicago. Uh, so he gets out of his, his limo with his pizza and, um, there's all these like little knickknacks and doodads like Macy style at the top. And then he goes in, you see the trains, all the little props that, that no kid would want in a toy store, like all the Christmas city props and shit. Um, and big Ferris wheels, all that stuff. That's like a parent's, uh, uh, toy store, not a kid's toy store. Like, yeah. Where's the Nintendo section? That's all you know. We wanted to know, but there's a, it, it, there's all those the little uh, props and everything in the little houses that Marv and Harry are, are staying in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that always bothered me. That there's it wasn't a real toy store. Yeah, it, but I I get it now. In hind- I realize like it was like it's probably bigger than that, and he did buy like real. I know because I was looking for that. I'm like, what is it? But. In the first scene, like, there's that overhead shot establishing it. And when he's, like, talking to that family before he talks to Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like, it's hard to see, but it looks like they're buying, like, real toys. No. Um, so, like, somewhere in the store, they're not. No, like, they're just, he's just giving them a bag. They're not buying. You don't see what they're buying. No, there's, like, something on the counter. Nope. Like. Nope, it's a bag. I'm going through in slow motion right now. It's just a, he hands him the bag and that's it. And then Kevin walks up and puts his monster soap down, his monster foam soap, his map of Manhattan, and his Swiss Army knife that all cost $23. Man, I wish I could get a Swiss Army knife for $23. And that, he's got the Swiss Army knife, the big guy with all the gimmicks on it. Yeah. That I always wanted as a kid. I wanted all the little doodads and contraptions. I wasn't allowed to have any. My parents didn't want me having a knife. Oh, I loved mine. Mine was somewhere in between. I didn't have the magnifying glass on it. Yeah, and then he gives a 20 for the St. Anne's Orphanage and Children's Hospital or whatever it is, you know, that Harry and Marv are planning to steal. And he gets mm-hmm. the turtle doves off the tree. Still, no toys. I'd be like, I don't want your fucking ornaments. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What do you sell your fucking WWF action figures? <laughs> then, you know, as he's walking out, he sees that he was just dealing with Duncan himself. Worst toy store, though, in the planet. You don't know that. You know, it's like... <clears throat> no one's really caring. It was, more, it was more of a display piece. It's their... Yeah. 
Um, I guess that's how FAO Schwartz is in New York, though. Like, fucking dumb. I haven't been in there, and I was there once. Yeah. Um, all right. Here is your last pick. Oh, I guess I should pot it up. But here in your, you got a little bit of a dilemma there. We got a crisis ourselves. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. Gus Polinski. How are you? Polka King of the Midwest. The, the Kenosha Kickers. Hi there. Hi, yeah. No? That's okay. I thought you might have recognized it. Anyways, um, I had a few hits a few years ago. Uh, that's why, I, you know, just polka, polka, polka. Polka, polka, polka. polka. No? It, Twin Lakes Polka. Damavuji Polka, a.k.a. Kiss Me Polka. Polka Twist. Well, these are songs. Yeah. Yeah, we... Some fairly big hits for us, you know, in the early 70s, you know? <laughs> yeah, we sold about 623 copies of that. Chicago? <laughs> no, Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Very Sheboygan, they loved it, you know. I'm sorry, did you say you could help me? Poka, poka, poka. Was that all uh, ad-libbed? Yes. I figured. Yeah, all ad-libbed. And, and uh, for under 500 bucks. He's fucking... Yeah, he just wanted, he just wanted to do it for... Uh, he was friends with John Hughes, and he's like, I'll do it. Give me 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, he is so fucking great in this. And for as little time also, as he gets... He's good friends with Catherine O'Hare. They came up together in Second City TV. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's the... Uh, second time too, where he would play uh, a clarinet uh, with her on set. I guess I didn't see it, but he there was he had a, a polka band gimmick uh, on Second City. Oh, um, yeah. I guess originally it was written that he would be an accordion player, but it turns out that he uh, actually did play the clarinet. So hey, give him a clarinet, like Jimmy Stir himself. Like Jimmy Stir himself, but and and at the same time because. <clears throat> the Kenosha Kickers are actually um, Eddie Carosa Jr. and his boys from Illinois, and Eddie Carosa is the guy that's in the uh, uh, in the back of the truck playing the accordion. He's his band leader. Um, yeah, it's a real polka band uh, from Illinois, and they're going to Scranton, of course. <clears throat> and they're going to Scranton. They're well, they're in Scranton. I guess uh, they're torn and they're on their way back to. Chicago. Oh, that's right. They're in Scranton. They're in Scranton. Um, well, they're from Kenosha. The, the, Where the, the hell's Kenosha? It's probably by it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, Wisconsin, probably. Wisconsin. Uh, um, they uh, definitely played um, Music Fest that summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're just slowly working their way up. Right. Um, yeah, maybe we would we could have done these guys back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It always like kind of hit close to home. Like I, this, it felt so personal because like Scranton. I know where Scranton is. That's like all the way up there, and um, and also like the whole polka band thing. Like I just, it was part of my life. Like my grandfather, my my one grandfather's nickname was Pop Up Polka because he all he listened to in the car uh, was polka music. Now it might have just been because we were in the car. He might have been a huge NWA fan. But knew like it wasn't appropriate for us, uh, so we just put polka on. But so like when it was like the polka band scene, like he loved that, and then ipso facto we loved it, and also fucking John Candy's is so damn charming. 
Yeah. Where are we at? Yeah, so it was straight through. If you go straight uh, in a uh, rental truck, it's roughly a 12-hour drive uh, from Scranton to Chicago in a straight shot. So Scranton to Chicago in December in an unheated box truck uh, with a polka band playing the entire time. God, sounds like a Uh, dream. It sounds like a dream, all right. Uh, It's just, it's way too bright in there. It it occurred to me, I'm like, wait a second. It should be dark. (laughs) There's no windows. I mean, there's the window up to the front, which you typically wouldn't have, but that's not going to be enough. But we'll let that slide. Um, If you are interested and you're not doing anything uh, this uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend, uh, you can go and see. Eddie Carosa Jr. and his boys at uh, the Schnitzel Plots at Glendale Heights in Illinois on Black Friday and that Saturday. Damn. Yeah, they got a bunch of book dates booked. There, I mean, they're playing. Uh, what what's today? Sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, we missed it. They're playing at Addison uh, Park District. Oh, tomorrow. Uh, looks like they got a regular gig there because uh, tomorrow and. Uh, uh, Saturday, they'll be at the uh, Schnitzel Plots at Glendale Heights. Uh, well, I what are we waiting there. here for? Dude, look at this place. It lo- I know you've been like, well, I've been to Germany, but I haven't. So, and I've How, gone Do to- I say it like that? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm just fun to be a dick. Um, yes. Schnitzel House the, uh, where? Schnitzel, go, just go to schnitzelplatz.com. I want to go here. This sounds amazing. This looks amazing. Oh, it's like a little castle. Yeah, it's like it's like Dunderbox on a hill. Oh, it's a Huffbrow house. Yeah, they have the Huffbrow, Huffbrow, the Munich Huffbrow, Gulo Goulash. About us. I just I love how if you you click on about us and it's just a giant picture of someone grilling sausages. There's a big picture of beer and pretzels. Oh There's yeah, some I would, schnitzel. I love this place. Yeah, it's like a little Munich. Uh, Diner's Choice of 2023 on Open Table. What's their kids' menu like? Bratwurst. When we, well, first time we were in Munich, we went. We finally went to the Huffra House to have some beers, and the polka band came out. It was like a fucking rock band <coughs> came out. Oh, look at those ribs! Yeah, I want to go. I'm going to Chicago. Chicago, we're. Uh, I've been to Chicago. Have you been to Chicago? No, no. <laughs> yeah, Chicago. This all oh, this is about eating food. Where is this? Is a post from Chicago, Glendale Heights. Hmm. This Let me zoom out here. I'm on their map. Oh, you're you're right by uh, O'Hara. It's actually probably closer to O'Hara than Chicago. Ah, <laughs> uh, a little O'Hara. West, uh... I, yeah, it's uh it takes like an hour and a half to get from the fucking airport to Chicago. I guess we got to ask Degs. Hey, have you ever been to uh the Schnitzel plots? And if not, uh I'm going out there with you the next time you go and visit. Okay. It's fair enough for me. You don't have to butter my biscuit any further. Oh, and that actually wasn't a uh, the uh, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre 
airport, uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Airport. No, it was a regional airport in the Chicago area that they shot at. I get to be in uh, beautiful downtown Wilkes-Barre Saturday. You would be. You can uh, if if you just drive a little bit out of town, you can get to. The, you could just fly up there. I could. I could. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if there's any flights from Lehigh Valley to uh, Scranton. Doing the old Christmas parade. <laughs> I do know for a fact, even though it is Kenosha is airport. Kenosha is in Wisconsin, Squeezer. It's right above the the state line, though. Okay. So you north of Chicago, right and south of Milwaukee, obviously. Sure. Um, I know for a fact that there's no direct flights from France to Scranton. Uh, it is an international airport, but. Uh, it's because they have a couple of flights to Canada. Mm. Yeah. That's about it. All right. Well, um, let's close this uh, down with my uh, last pick. Huh? What do you say? All right. Here it is. Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel, New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. The movie with Rob Schneider. Um, so, yes, this says the Plaza Hotel in New York, which I have. Have you ever been to Plaza? No. Oh, I've been in front of it. I walked by it. Oh, oh. just in, go so. in. Um, it's very nice, beautiful hotel, um, was, uh, there's no pool though, unfortunately. The pool that ah. he does his cannonball in is in a, a, uh, Four Seasons in Chicago. <laughs> um, guests, uh, apparently frequently ask about the pool, so the site on the plaza's website read, I don't know if it still does, despite Kevin McAllister's famous cannonball, the plaza does not currently house a swimming pool. I do appreciate that they, there are some places that would want to distance themselves from a movie. Just, I don't know. I think they want to distance themselves from their former owner. <laughs> gotcha. Who bullied them into putting his, him in the hotel. Or, I'm sorry, in the movie. So Trump said they paid the fee to be in the hotel but Trump said the only way they can use the plaza because he owned it from 87 to 95 is if he's in the movie. So they had to put him in the movie. That's why uh, his little cameo is classic is there. Of course he bullied his way into uh, a lot of the scenes were shot there though. So um, in the iconic uh, a building, <coughs> um, even though there's no, but uh 
they do offer a um I, I I can't find it now, but there was a uh, Home Alone 2. Oh, here, here it is in the Plaza Hotel. Home Alone 2 Fun in New York. Start your experience with a four-hour private limousine ride. Like there's a whole oh, uh, uh, it's actually on their website now. The Home Alone 2 package. Get lost in New York, Kevin McAllister style. Through this whimsical offer, guests of the New York celebrity Ding 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 Dong staying at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel can live out all their Kevin dreams by recreating some of their favorite iconic scenes from the popular 90s film. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Start your experience with an exciting four-hour... Oh, yeah, by the way, is Home Alone 2 just a dream of Kevin's? Does it actually happen? Oh, it never even occurred to me that it wasn't. Or that was well this is the second time i see a dream reference the video game was called kevin's dream the sequel hmm. and then this is dream is it hmm. okay i don't i don't think there's anything i mean there there's a whole theory on reddit that his mom sold her soul in the scranton airport to get back so oh well there's no like way that the coincidental that the Harry and Marv would be all the way from Chicago, all the way to New York. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, with him, they're, they're pretty clever. <laughs> so start your experience with a four hour private limousine ride around New York to visit the famous filming locations from the movie, including the empire state building, Rockefeller central center, central park, Carnegie hall and radio city music hall. Of course, no limousine would be complete without your very own delicious hot cheese pizza to savor while you relieve, relive Kevin's famous limo pizza scene. After you visited all the sightseeing locals Kevin saw, you return to your room with one of those little refrigerators you have to open with a key. Make yourself cozy in the extra-large bed, Kevin style, and call down for the over-the-top ice cream sundae delivered right to your bed. Two scoops, make it three. You're not driving. Package includes limousine ride around New York City, Limo color may vary. Large cheese pizza, home alone Sunday. 16 scoops of assorted ice cream, whipped cream, marciano, cherries, M&M's, brownie bits, chocolate, caramel, and raspberry sauce. This offer is available year-round, subject to availability. Oh my God. Let's book it. <laughs> um... Okay, two adults. When do we check in? Uh, we can be there in about, what, two hours? Let's say we go the 1st to the 4th of December. Check availability and rates. I see gotta shoot two lights. Oh, so we could get a deluxe king for only uh, $1,700 a night with this package. Oh! Allow me to chip in. The Fitzgerald Suite. Is only thirty one hundred a night. The Eloise bedroom, uh, one bedroom king, which looks like it's all decked out in Eloise, and I know they go there in Sopranos. They, uh, you know, they sit under her pick painting, mm-hmm. Meadow and and uh, Carmela. That's thirty seven hundred. The Carnegie Partial Park View one bedroom suite is four thousand dollars. Yeah. A night. That's a night. Uh, my whole, that makes me feel better about my Disney trip, I guess. Here's what's going to knock it over the, the edge for you. The urban experience fee of $65 U.S. 
uh, plus taxes per room per night will be applied to the total rate squeezer. The urban experience fee. Yeah. That's another nice. 65 US a night. So, yeah, I want to do this Kevin McAllister. I want to get the limo. <laughs> um, that's it. We got a show knocked out next week. We have our Thanksgiving show. I don't know when we're going to do it. Probably, I'm thinking probably Tuesday. And if We'll my, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Monday night, Eagles, Chiefs, so we probably don't want to do that. Oh, yeah, I know. I want to watch that. Yeah. I don't know who to root for. Man, I, got, I have my Kelsey Bowl Can t-shirt. both teams lose? <laughs> Well, you want to wait for, root for the Eagles because yeah, that I got to I got to got to clear house in that AFC a bit. Yeah, and also I'm just sick of Chiefs winning all the time. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's all she wrote for tonight. Um, we got our one more show, and then we start Christmas show. Even though tonight was technically a Christmas show, if you think about it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's a Christmas show. We dip our toes. We started early. Into the Christmas universe. Next week, we're talking things we're thankful for. Our Thanksgiving show, then Christmas shows. And it's going to be good. We got lots of pictures to go through. I saw Mama Squeezer dropping them off in the parking lot the other day. Oh, I got some gold. I am so excited for this. Mining gold. We'll be back next week with more Out of Your's Podcast. Until then, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody.